This is the Context Podcast sponsored by Proofgeist. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. In today's episode, we hear from four more pause on air attendees. Ryan Gold, Becca Ingram Bryant, Taylor Sharp, Kimberly Carlson share their reflections about pause on air 2021 Georgia summer camp. They reflect on the conference center itself, the connections they made, internal goals they had, and even the games they played. Each one of them had great experience, learned a lot, and had great time to reconnect and recharge. Let's hear what they have to say. So my name is Ryan, uh, Ryan Gold. I, I work at uh, Proofguys now. I've been uh, working um, inside the FileMaker platform for a couple years now, and most of my time has been spent in-house. So this is kind of my first time really connecting, I feel like, with the community, and especially with Pause and Error. It was really a chance to meet a lot of the people that I've sort of seen at conferences and heard about or read their blog posts. For me, Pause and Error has been like a really cool opportunity to connect with other people and just really learn like what they, you know, from their perspectives, like what type of techniques they'd use or what kind of, you know, industries they're in and stuff and just who they are as people. So that was, it was really cool to just go on hikes with people and, and kind of disconnect from technology for a little bit. We played probably more board games than I've ever even heard of. Um, so it was uh, it was a super fun experience, really getting to sit down and connect with people that uh, have a very similar interest and a, a mutual sort of thing that we, we all work on. That, that was kind of my uh, takeaway from that. And then I, I think things that I've learned from Pause and Air, some of the sessions I went to involved um, working with JSON and talking about abstraction and when to do it and when not to do it. It's it, Sometimes it's not super clear, but it's always just kind of interesting to think about. And, it, you know, a lot of great dis- discussions came from that. So it was, a, yeah, just really fun and just a super kind of like awesome way to just connect with people and, and talk about these types of things that we all sort of run into on our day to day. I don't know if it's just something I, I feel sort of new to this and I, I didn't feel like I had much to bring until some people would have, you know, certain certain things that they've run into and I'm like, I, I've run into this issue too and I feel like I, you know, got a chance to sort of show a project that I've worked on personally. I think I've showed it to you as well to sort of manipulate JSON and, and use web viewers and stuff. And so maybe I don't give myself enough credit, but I felt like uh, you know, just a small little tool that I worked on. It, it seemed like a couple people thought it was either kind of neat or useful. So that was, for me, that was kind of like a cool little personal accomplish- accomplishment, that little feel-good <laughs> thing. I do have it, I mean, it is it is posted on GitHub, uh, just like publicly, so people who are familiar with that can just pull that down. At some point, I'd like to see it more accessible. Uh, it should be able to run in a, in a website, so it'd be, kind of cool to maybe put that in front of people and, and see what other people think and not have to necessarily go to my GitHub and download it. Um, I think for the Proof Guys team, if you don't count Zoom, I guess I met Corn, yourself, Steve, Martha, Chrissy, Ernest, uh, Andrew, who was really great. He picked me up at the airport in the middle of the night and <laughs> we drove the, without GPS for a little bit, but we figured it out. I feel like, oh gosh, I don't want to like leave people out, but, um, and Mike, Mike, uh, we're neighbors, so 
the whole time there. Um, and I also met a, a few other people just like from the community as well. Um, I, I met Becca, I met Sarah, Ma Maka, let's see, I'm just trying to name drop a bunch of people that I, I sort of ran into. Michael, there's probably three Michaels, so if I say Michael, I think I cover a bunch of them. <laughs> uh, John Sindelar, that was really cool, really meeting like the people that sort of spun up Pause on Error, and uh, you know, just, just cool to see the torch being passed on to Mar Martha and uh, Chrissy. There's just a lot of really interesting people that I, I wasn't expecting to sort of meet there, and just, you know, everyone I've talked to is like super cool and super open with you know, just like any topic, really. Like, it didn't have to be necessarily about FileMaker. And in fact, most of my conversations weren't. They were, you know, about stuff we've sort of experienced through life and like what we were doing at the camp. And it was really cool. That was super, like, unique to just do. Because uh, every sort of conference I've been to was either at a hotel or in a city or, you know, something that was like pretty densely populated. and. It was, it was really cool to sort of be at a campground this time. Having that chance to, I mean, with it being kind of rainy and all, it was kind of kind of cool though, because it's just something different from that I experienced, at least where I live. I, I don't really like go out camping and hiking a whole lot. So this was like just kind of best of both worlds, get to meet a lot of people and actually have this sort of chance to go out for a little bit, go outside and just see nature in a sort of sense that it's like you're kind of here deliberately you're not just sort of happenstance sort of walking by and just enjoying something it's like you're there to sort of like actually be out and about and get to see waterfalls and, and rain and, and wildlife I think uh, one that kind of sticks out is during one of our dinners we were just talking about cars and and you know like for me Everyone was like driving stick shift, and I'm like, I don't know. I've ever always drive driven like uh, automatics, <laughs> so it was just kind of like this whole conversation about Corvettes and and like all these old cars I've never even heard of and new cars and stuff. So it's you know not a topic I really know about much about, but just with the people bouncing you know interest off of each other, it was just kind of interesting. Also with like I think with our the board games and stuff, it was really cool to sort of just talk about like oh this is not a game I've ever heard of but like the mechanics it's like oh I, I've done this before like these like 20 questions type of games and one night I think we uh, had played Magic the Gathering which was you know I had cards maybe back in high school so it was really kind of a cool blast from the past for someone who brought a couple of decks that we could just play with and, and you know reconnect uh, with our sort of childhood uh, games and stuff. Maybe just the routine of working from home all the time. I hadn't really had the option to work from an office from 2020, so it's not been too long that I've been doing this, but I think it's just kind of hard. It was a sort of rough adjustment for me to initially. It's something I've always sort of wanted to do, but it just felt like I was kind of either slipping out of a groove or sort of like kind of having a hard time like staying productive and not getting distracted and stuff. So just being able to go like out of state three time zones away, two time zones away, and just kind of like get away from this sort of routine forever for that I've been doing for a while. And I don't know, it just felt like it just felt like a good chance to disconnect. And, and like there was times in, in between sessions that I would actually just just go off by myself and like look at the map and go, let me just try going to this this point. No real agenda, just like walk and, and kind of get away from everything for a little bit. And 
got to see, like I said, a waterfall, uh, wanted to go back with some people and stuff. So it was kind of cool to just explore the campgrounds and do a quick lap around and, and just kind of like be out of a routine for a week. Like a routine that I didn't feel like was super, you know, worked, but it just felt like it was kind of either mundane or something. And doing this for a week is just sort of like, gave me a better perspective, I think, on moving forward now that I'm sort of back in the home office. Um, you know, just I, f I feel like I kind of have more a sense of like what I enjoy doing now. I don't know, maybe just having that reset, just breaking a routine for a little bit, doing something kind of relaxing and engaging. Uh, and then coming back to it, it's just like, okay, I have a renewed sense of like, you know, what I want to do and, and where I want to go with like my career. Hi, I'm, um, I'm Becca Ingram Bryant and I work at Seed Code and I'm a custom app developer with FileMaker mostly. This was my first pause on error and it felt like going to somebody else's family reunion. <laughs> it's like, oh, y'all are cool if I just like eat all your food and kind of just hang out around you, right? <laughs> it was really fun. I was supposed to go to St. Louis last year. That would have been my first and then the world kind of exploded. So it was nice to go this year and kind of be in some way in the same boat with all the people who were also looking forward to going to last year and who didn't get to do that either. Um, so that was kind of one of the things that I had in common with a lot of the people is I was like pretty glad to be there and missed out on last year. I didn't really go with any expectations. Like I guess I thought they were gonna make us do a bunch of like team building activities and like obstacle courses, but it rained so much that I was so glad. <laughs> like, so um, that was, actually I preferred the rain, like rainy all the time days is like my favorite kind of weather. So in Colorado, which is where I'm from, we don't really get that. So it was nice. The one thing that really stood out to me was how the, at least in my perception, the sessions really kind of seemed to be like an afterthought. Like you can't get techie people together and not like have them want to talk about the things that they know. But mostly it seemed like people were there to just kind of chill and unwind and then the power went out. So <laughs> we were all forcibly unplugged and that was kind of nice actually. I brought Magic the Gathering cards. Apparently that was a huge hit. That was a good idea. <laughs> I should have brought more decks. I thought four would be enough, but four was not enough. There's a steep learning curve in the beginning. You're like putting all these cards down in like certain like areas on the table and sometimes you turn them sideways and they have complicated rules for how they like interact. So it's kind of a hard game to pick up, but a couple people, I think it was their first time playing and they seemed to have fun with it. I brought my my meanest deck, so I gave the newbies my, my mean one and they just like trounced us. So that was a good feeling. Next time I'll probably either bring more decks and prepare a way beforehand to make them or maybe coordinate with more people to have them bring them too so it's not all on me. I don't have to haul like 10 little bundles of cards <laughs> around and through airport security. The who I met part is going to be more difficult. <laughs>
because I'm so bad at names. And I can remember their faces and I could describe these people to you with my like shorthand nicknames, but okay. The first person who I met whose name I actually remember was Oliver Reed, who actually ended up doing this really cool session on JSON Reconstructor. Um, and that is the kind of thing that like really blew my mind uh, because I was just having a really hard time putting together good JSON parameters to send to authorize.net and he had the same problem and he made this like program that allowed him to kind of like plug and play with the JSON elements and it was just really amazing to me that he had he had solved this problem with FileMaker and um, it really, really, really seemed to work and it's the kind of thing that I think would be really, really helpful to me. I had talked to him before the sessions, um, it was like the first day that I got there, and we found out that we both had a philosophy background. Like he's, he's more of a British philosophy background and the people that he mentioned were not people I was totally familiar with. But um, it was still cool that there were multiple people who came to like programming in FileMaker through just like thinking really hard about thought problems and reading other people who did that. It was also nice to see John and Anne from Seed Code in person. I think the last time that I saw them was at DevCon in 2019. And there's still people who work at Seed Code who I've like never seen in person. So it's just really nice to actually see these people and try to hang out with them. Although Anne did not want to play magic with me. And I think that if for anybody who's listening, you should ask Anne to play magic with me whenever you see her or interact with her. That would be great. I think she'd love that. A lot of the younger developers ended up playing with me and I barely <laughs> This sounds so bad. I do not remember all of their names, but I remember their faces. And they wrote the little notes to me, and they were so sweet. Um, the the pause on error, the bus notes, those were so... That was like a good idea. Um, I really enjoyed like writing those and getting those, and um, I think his name was Ryan. He, he was definitely making a point to like write more notes than he got. And I thought that was so sweet. Um, he seems pretty cool. Uh, I think we talked about our love of cats and stray cats and like having additional outside cats that you kind of take care of. So that was nice. It, it was just nice to see people and talk to them and, and kind of know that you had stuff in common with them without really having addressed that with them yet. That was cool. What did I take away from it? I spent a lot of time kind of chilling on my own. I was not hanging out with a lot of different people. Um, I went there to kind of recharge. It was stressful getting out there, like going through DIA and then going through the Atlanta airport. So when I got there, it was really more of a time where I felt like I wanted to spend time kind of just like doing my own weird thing. And most of that own weird thing that I ended up doing was just hanging out with these bees because it had been raining so much. The, there were these like carpenter bees that were just like chilling on the basil and I decided that well I'm, I saw one and it was kind of just like shaking its head and looking kind of weird so I was like oh no what's wrong with you and I like put it on my arm and kind of pet it um, and dried it off and then that just kind of like 
transformed to me like carrying this bee around and taking it to all these different flowers and I have like so many pictures of this bee like standing up on its little back legs like getting the flower um it's kind of weird but it was fun and that's what I did instead of going to some sessions people were looking at me like I was an alien but it was kind of me and my natural element to just do like weird wildlife things and it's so funny because I was looking back at my pictures and like the majority are like bee and like wildlife and I have like one picture of a person <laughs> so so I hope that other people um took more pictures of people it was just nice to kind of take like a little mini vacation and to see all these people who like normally seem like such like big names and like very serious people and they're just doing people things they're just around so um it was nice it was kind of like a little reality check to be like oh people just be peopling you know <laughs> like it's, i feel like because i work remotely i get like siloed in this like silo of work and it's basically this room like i sit here and i like get real like intense with it and like lean in really a lot and like my shoulders my neck hurt and my wrist hurts because of how I'm sitting and it was nice to kind of not do any of those things for a little bit um, and to see people and and to just kind of hang out in a way that where there wasn't really like a lot of expectations for what I should be doing which is why I spent three hours carrying a bee around I spent a lot of time doing my own things I saw a copperhead snake that apparently caused a stir when I posted that in the slack um I was looking for frogs because when the power was out the night before I had almost stepped on one I was like carrying my little iPhone and um I saw it like through the like terrible little iPhone flashlight and I was like wow a frog like I want to pick that up but it was so dark that I was like that's not a good idea so the next day I decided I was gonna go try to find frogs instead of hang out. In that process, I went up like a place that kind of looked like it was a path, but it wasn't. And there was no frogs, but there was that snake. And I'm really glad that it was not threatened by me at all. Um, Cause I had already walked past it once without even seeing it. And when I turned back around, I was like, this isn't going anywhere. Like uh, I saw it and I was like, oh, hello. And it was like, why are you in my house? It was cool. The <laughs> The animals is what I took out of it. It's very cool to see like different creatures in a very different environment than I'm used to. Greetings, uh, I'm Taylor Sharp. I'm from Dallas, Texas. Uh, I've been a full-time uh, FileMaker developer since 2013. Been using uh, FileMaker for all the way back to my college days, but uh, finally got out and started doing things full-time then and have really enjoyed that. Used to do, do the government thing and I really enjoy the freedom and flexibility of being uh, my own developer and what a lot of people would call primarily a solo developer who occasionally pulls other people in his subcontract work, but uh, primarily a one-man shop and have fun here in, in Texas doing all of that. Uh, within the community, I'm fairly involved in the FileMaker Online community. I guess probably if I'm known for anything, I make a lot of uh, FileMaker API templates that are on my company webpage that, uh, that 
people download. I think I've had about 4,000 downloads in the last year. So if you're into API examples that are free, there, there are a bunch of them out there that does that. However, uh, I've been going through to uh, DEF CON since 2012. Met all kinds of friends, uh, made a lot of good friends there. Got a girlfriend out of there for a little while, but <laughs> anyway, so all things are possible. Uh, but I've never done an unconference or anything like this. So I'm, uh, I'm familiar very much with the DevCon structure. It, it, I mean, it's very professional, it's very polished, but it's also very much drinking the corporate Kool Aid and it's, you know, all the, you know, following the exact branding and everything of whatever Claris or FileMaker's message is. And, and you don't deviate from that. So, um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And I've always enjoyed those a whole lot. And they're very large, 1,500-ish people or something. And whereas the, what was interesting or kind of compelling about this conference is, you know, it's a whole lot smaller. I think we had 80-something at the conference, you know, so it, it, it wasn't real big. I will say probably the main reason I tried it this year is I usually set aside, you know, training money in my business each year. Then I had set aside money to go to Engage this year and didn't spend that money. So suddenly I had a little extra pot of cash sitting around doing nothing. I thought, hmm, I see Paws on Air coming up. Martha Zink asked me about it and I was like, well, okay, I, I might do that. So kind of with her compelling, I thought I'll come along and see what, what this is like and what this is about and uh, get to experience uh, uh, a smaller group of people out of more informal setting. Signed up and uh, made my uh, uh, first trip here. And this trip was at, uh, how do you say the name? Daharam, the facility. It's actually a Jewish retreat center. So there were some interesting little Jewish artifacts and things around, uh, uh, which were kind of interesting. Uh, actually, the funniest thing was we were at breakfast the first morning and someone was, you know, sitting next to me. And, golly, I forget his name, but he said, these sausages taste a little different. <laughs> And someone on the other side of the table said, yes, we're, we're, this is a kosher kitchen. We're in a Jewish facility. That's not sausage. <laughs> so anyway, got a good, good little chuckle out of that. But I will tell you that the staff of the place really uh, treated us well, Anthony and the other people. And uh, I can tell you for an experience at a, a retreat center, um, it's probably very analogous if you've ever done like some other some church retreat center or something like that. This is very similar setting. It's like summer camp, you know, where you got cabins and um, unlike a lot of camp settings, there are also nicer hotel rooms in there. So that certainly was nicer. Uh, it felt like a summer camp experience in many ways, uh, just done a little bit late in the summer, early fall. And uh, the facilities uh, were wonderful. They, you know, had all kinds of things that we did never get around to use, but there's a big lake there and there's, you know, sporting fields, tennis, you know, various other stuff out there. And it, it was it was actually very beautiful to get around and, and see. So, um, and I got to do, I showed up a little early the first day, so I got to do a little tour ahead of time before the crowd started coming in. But uh, once the crowd came in, uh, it was fun to start meeting people. There uh, fortunately were a few of familiar faces that I've, I've known in the past, but uh, I have to say most people I met here I'd never met before. So uh, that was certainly uh, fun and a good experience. And uh, pretty much everybody is very, very cordial, friendly. And while things are very structured in like the DevCon, this was, uh, there was a lot more informal time of meeting and hanging out with people and doing nothing. In other words, 
like spending a bunch of time up on the, the porch overlooking the fields there in the lake and just sitting on the rocking chairs, which that was kind of nice. I never had a rocking chair at DevCon, so <laughs> those were certainly fun. And obviously some of the conversations were normal, you know, file maker things. And then some people got off into politics and other uh, books and, you know, economy and things like that. So we had other stuff talked about too, but uh, most of it was about FileMaker stuff. Probably the silliest thing that was done was uh, the, the the suitcase that uh, Richard Carlton was supposed to fly his helicopter and land on the field. It was going to be a real cool entry and stuff, and I I kind of looked forward to that, but uh, didn't work out due to the weather. So anyway, <laughs> so glad we were being safe about that. But that would have been cool. So, uh, but anyway, the suitcase for those who didn't know, we didn't have have pause last year, so this was taking the, uh, a suitcase around and adding things to it and the story that was kind of the experience for the unconference that didn't happen this last year during COVID. And it was, uh, they ended up at the end of the time making a movie about it, uh, kind of a, um, uh, I don't know, spy type thing where you're sneaking the, movie, the, the suitcase around, handing it off and trying to get it away and getting attacked. And it was uh, kind of a rather goofy movie, but it was, it was funny. So. Anyway, I, I enjoyed that. I, I will tell you, in the evenings, I enjoyed the, uh, like, for example, the singing. I don't necessarily have a good singing voice, but I sure enjoyed ha hanging out with uh, Bob and the ladies and all that were singing, uh, doing the guitar stuff. Um, uh, I remember uh, uh, Scott brought his uh, battery-powered uh, speaker so that we could do some of that that was useful since, oh, yes. We, one night, I guess, due to the rain or whatever, a tree decided to fall over and take out some of the power lines. So one evening we were without power. So that was the that first evening we did some singing. So it was certainly uh, good to have some battery backups on things, but we definitely were analog and offline at that point without power. That, that was a good time. Probably uh, getting around to what I got most out of things on the technical side because uh, I guess that's what a lot of people are asking about reminding that uh, I'm always very interested in uh, how to get FileMaker form better it seems to be a bit of an Achilles heel as uh, FileMaker systems grow and more users get on it a couple of things I took away from that is I you know for keeping uh, SQL uh, safe I use resilient SQL which is the get field name so that you you know if you change field names it doesn't break your sequels and I was reminded that uh, if you put those in a table occurrences that aren't related to any other table occurrence uh, that performs a lot faster we known about that for a number of other things too for example like you know global fields in a the Draco engine whenever you in essence change context it has to think through everything that's related to whatever that table occurrence is so if you're having to do a lot of these switch arounds if you can uh, do them on table occurrences that are unrelated to anything else that will help in performance. So I've appreciated being re-reminded of that. Leland did a good one on uh, JSON and performance. Um, uh, some of us have had the issue where JSON doesn't perform uh, real fast in FileMaker. Uh, we love the JSON tools that FileMaker has given us, but sometimes if you got a lot of manipulation, it doesn't go real fast. So, so what he did was he took a bunch of JavaScript I mean, a, a big um, JSON file that was needing manipulated and took it into JavaScript 
and then manipulated it there in JavaScript, either because, I guess because it compiles or something, I'm not sure why, but gosh, it performed, it, uh, he measured it somewhere between 50 and 60 times faster. That's noticeable. I, I was really impressed with what Leland did there. Uh, of course, the other side of it is, you know, what can we do to get Claris to get FileMaker to do that natively? But, you know, yes, yeah, nice to know that we can do that in JavaScript. Anyway, those, uh, uh, the other example I've seen that solved that, uh, Monkey Bread Software can do that because it can put things in memory uh, and save it there. It doesn't reload it every time, which is uh, a benefit. But the other side of it too is it's in many ways, Monkey Bread Software is like a lot of programming. You have to do a little more memory management. So if you load memory, you have to remember to unload memory. Otherwise you can run out of memory if you keep loading stuff. So. But uh, I, I like the JavaScript example that Leland had. That was probably the, the coolest thing. Plus he did it with his example of doing a game. And of course, always, you know, seeing that you can play a game in FileMaker is always silly and fun. <laughs> so uh, I have to say kudos to the uh, Adobe Sign presentation. I in, enjoyed that too. Uh, basically, it reaffirmed that between Adobe Sign and DocuSign, they're awful greedy. Uh, wanting anywhere, most both of them end up uh, solutions end up costing close to a dollar signature, or if they consider a good deal, seventy cents a signature, and I think that's ridiculous for for that. But that's just my personal opinion. I I'm not paying those bills. My clients got to decide that. But uh, anyway, I got to learn a lot at the presentation on that, and you know, those were fun things and some things that I got out of it. But I will say as a first time person, uh, it was in some ways it was like what I was told to expect, but in other ways it wasn't. Uh, and uh, made some new friends and I could say I, I'm glad I had the opportunity to uh, get to go, uh, particularly since I had that little pot of money left over that didn't go to uh, engage. So uh, I'm glad that Martha mentioned something and, and got to make it and make a few new friends and learn a few things. I made this as part of a large trip that I made from Texas to Arkansas to St. Louis to Tennessee to North Carolina then to Georgia and then I went to uh, Mississippi where my old family farm was and then back home so it was kind of an extended trip <clears throat> involved a lot more than just pause on air so <laughs> I was road tripping it so being in a vehicle it didn't didn't bother me I was just putting all the miles I could on the rental car. <laughs> Uh, there's only so much money in the the training you know kitty budget uh, so next year will probably be whether or not to do that or, or the um, engage you know maybe I can do both but uh, also some of the things that also hit anybody running a one-man shop is it's sometimes not how much it costs it's how much you lose from working with clients and how much your clients are annoyed that you're not around for a week <laughs> so but uh, we're, we all deal with that. That's just business stuff, but uh, I will certainly consider it and would like to go again sometime. My name is Kimberly Carlson. I'm the U.S. Regional General Manager for Direct Impact Solutions, and this was probably my seventh pause. I particularly loved this pause on error because in years past, pause has always felt like an escape from normalcy 
into the chaos, into the fray. My very first pause on air was in Portland, Oregon, where there were people sitting in bathtubs listening to sessions and the chaos that is part of the experience. This particular pause was the escape from the chaos that is the pandemic, and it gave us that sense of normalcy that had been missing in our lives for the last couple of years, rather than years past where it was the escape from our normalcy into the chaos and the party atmosphere that is pause. I also came away with a larger sense of gratitude than ever before. I got to meet a lot of new individuals that I'd only heard of or some that I'd never heard of but were happy to be introduced to, as well as reconnecting with many old hats that I haven't seen in a long time. I enjoyed the structure, the looseness of the sessions. There, there was less of a, let's cram as many sessions in as possible, and a lot more of the free, let's have time to go on a hike or go for a walk, because those were always the structures that created the best conversations anyway. It was always those hallway conversations that turned into five more people. Oh, I want to listen in on what you're talking about. Oh, let's go over here and grab this table, which turned into an organic session rather than the structured session topics that we get at like DevCon or Engage. Um, this was much more of the organic flow of what is everyone pondering? What is on your mind? How can we come together and have a more interesting conversation? Yeah, so it was as always those in-between pauses that created the best conversations, even though the sessions themselves were pretty awesome. I did go to some of the sessions. In fact, I loved hearing that FM log from AppWorks, which was added, you know, we've merged with a Direct Impact Solutions. I was formerly the president of AppWorks. FM log has made its way into the conversation still, so it was nice to know that a seed that we had dropped years ago is still relevant and helpful in the community. That feels really good. I got to finally connect with Maka for the first time face-to-face -face in a long time. We've always been in many of the same circles, but have never actually connected. And it was wonderful to connect with her and find a kinship with the sisterhood. <laughs> At pause, for sure. Uh, I did enjoy the conversation around the ransomware sessions that uh, the Moyer Group and Wim Decourt had. I think the conversations that were spawned after that were even more invaluable as far as uh, what does your emergency protocol look like and how is it structured for your company and your clients and how does it benefit you and have you ever thought of it before and yeah, I really enjoyed those conversations. As an introvert, I have found great solace in the pandemic and being alone, however, I recognize that I still need to push myself a little further out of the envelope of comfort to stay connected to those people in the community who are also introverts and probably need a little nudge here and there to remind us all that we're all still in this together and that we're all still forging ahead and moving along. I think for me, that was probably the nicest reminder. Uh, the conference area was beautiful, had a lot going for it reminded me of summer camp as a child it was huge so to, to go from our usual cramped spaces where there's more people than space to the antithesis of that where there was a lot more space than the people needed um, was quite freeing 
and yet we all still chose to cluster together and find time to be around each other more than not and I thought that was pretty wonderful. <laughs> um, I loved putting ourselves in nature to really truly step away from the work environment helps us view the work environment with a better, a greater sense of perspective and focus. So as the introvert that I am, I did still need some time to myself, which this venue was wonderful at providing. I did go hiking up the waterfall by myself, probably not the smartest, but it worked. And I also did go down around the lake and I found time to meditate at the lake, which really opened up wonderful energetic heart space to then have wonderful conversations for the rest of the second day, the second full day that we were there. I actually really loved the fact that the power went out. I felt like that was something that could have ended so poorly and panicked everyone. And instead, all it did was bring us all together in a much stronger way. And we were able to have those conversations from our heart space and our head space instead of from our technology. I should add kudos to Martha and Chrissy for not only choosing a venue that was appropriate for the time in which we're living, but the ability to choose such an appropriate venue sight unseen because they did not actually get to go visit the venue prior to our stay. Um, they did a phenomenal job and my hat's off to them for doing so. Well, I'm probably one of the few that you're meeting with that isn't a developer, so I come at it from a very different perspective than your developers do. So it is helpful to get a pulse on how the community as a whole is doing. There was a solid representation of both the individual solo shop as well as the larger firms that brought several employees with them and everything in between. So it was nice to hear how they were doing, how they survived the last few years, what is important to them looking forward for the next five years, how that will change, what will change, what's important to them. I think it, we've had a good shift in our world about what is important and how can we restructure ourselves as a FileMaker firm or as a FileMaker developer and how we can benefit all of our clients in this now online only or virtual world more efficiently. Thank you to my guests, Ryan, Becca, Taylor, and Kimberly for their thoughts about Pause and Error 2021 Georgia Summer Camp. Thanks for sharing this so that all the FileMaker community can hear what happened in those Georgia mountains. In our next episode, we hear from Martha and Christy, the co-CEOs of Pause on Error. They share their thoughts about the event, the purpose, and drop hints about what's to come next year.